Please note this podcast contains details surrounding a murder, which some people may find disturbing. Previously on The Storyteller, Murder Most Foul, back from the dead, I discover Chris Taylor is alive. I was getting emotional because I was saying I thought he was dead and I'm about to go and meet a ghost. I talked to him and his mother about the devastation of being accused by his killer ex-girlfriend of being the one who wielded the knife. A lot of alcohol and drug use affected me psychologically, badly. Put me in a deep depression. Depressed for a long time, still having issues with depression. The stigma's there because once the stigma's there, it doesn't leave. I'm Isla Traquere, a storyteller. I was the young journalist who covered this murder, my first of many. And now I'm going to share with you this story, which is still as shocking today as the day it happened. I'm hunting down the people at the heart of this case, most importantly, the killer, to see if I can finally get some answers and discover the truth behind this murder most foul. This is The Storyteller, Murder Most Foul, written, produced and edited by me, Isla Traquere. Pamela Gourley cruelly, violently, relentlessly attacked Melanie Sturton and ended her life with terrifying slashes of her chef's boning knife on October the 9th, 1999. The strikes of the blade resulted in many more victims. Melanie's family, whose hearts were ripped out the day her body was found, the knife twisting with every year that passes and every appeal with no explanation as to why or at the very least, a scrap of remorse. And Chris Taylor, who was struck a blow in the witness stand as she wielded her power from the dock to accuse him of being the murderer in a weak attempt at escaping a jail sentence. Her new lover was hit and scarred by that accusation for two decades, his family too. These are the living victims of Pamela Gurley, and in this episode, they meet. I'd interviewed Chris and his mum the day before, and he told me that even though it's something he's wanted for years, it was still a daunting thought to finally meet Susan. How are you feeling about meeting Susan tomorrow? Anxious. I'll tell you what she'll do. She'll give you a big hug. I'll get you as well, Sharon. It's making me feel upset, because this is obviously a story that I've has been in my head, in my life, in my heart for 20 years. And I've just dove deep for the past six months with everyone involved. And yeah. you, you and Susan, obviously Melanie's whole family, and very different ways have been impacted, but equally devastating. And it breaks my heart. The next day I drove Chris and his mum out to the countryside and I was right. Susan Patrick took the lead and almost ran to him and embraced him so tightly. He hugged her back with purpose, his tall frame bending down to hold this petite Scottish powerhouse of a woman. Jean and I watching on, all of us in tears. I'll let you hear it now and let your imagination create an image. Hi sweetie! 
sweetheart. Oh, it's getting colder and colder oh, every time we oh, wee, isn't it? Oh. Right, come over. Oh, so, God, <laughs> Susan, wheat crisps. Oh, oh. So sorry, oh. oh, right. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> really. <laughs> You've got us all bubbling. <laughs> Yeah, I am. Oh God, I thought we'd do a lot. Oh me. Oh me. Oh, me. Oh, me. Oh, me. Oh, me. Oh, me. Jean, Susan. <laughs> oh God, I'm so glad I've got you all to. I know this is weird. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no. But it's like... But it's best. It is good. Oh, well, I thought I started off being... No. Oh, no, it is. It is. It is. Oh. oh. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry for you. Oh, God. Oh, man. We wandered down to the restaurant and had lunch together, and I watched them share their memories and compare notes on how they were feeling and what they'd experienced. Obviously, we'll be covering some old ground, but this is the first time they've ever been able to discuss what happened. I'll play you some of the restaurant chat, but as you can imagine, it's a little noisy. So hang in there as we do retreat to a quieter spot. You guys go first. We've got a table for four people. Is this okay? She first came on, like, that's how I never really noticed her, because... I thought I would be first in the stand, but they didn't take me, they took my son. Mm-hmm. And I was more concerned because he's was really delicate and that mm-hmm. kind of, and, he'd, and he was just, that was just sprung in him in that room before he went on. And um, I didn't even, I didn't look at her, I didn't even realise she was there until, until um, mm-hmm. and then when I did, I thought, is that it? And it was just like, oh my God. I just couldn't believe. We were excited to go, but we were never full. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. obviously the doors could just yeah. came in and yeah. all this. Yeah. But we didn't have and to his go. Jeans. Yeah. They were just asked about, you know, what was he wearing yeah. that day? There was an old pair of Levi's mm-hmm. that had been ble- more or less bleached, right? This Levi's mm-hmm. were about right. antique Levi's, about Aye. 12 years old. There was that white. And yeah. even a drop of blood oh, would have shown up. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't have been a drop, just because you would have been... A, a mustard-coloured T-shirt mm-hmm. and a black, mm-hmm. uh, like, Google jacket. You'd have been covered. Can, it's oh, just, can, 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 it was just so stupid. Walking in Union Street at 2 in the morning. And can you tell that she was not... You were saying basically she was sober. She was sober. Oh, mm-hmm. she was sober for Anna. Aye, 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 no. She was sober for Anna. Well, you would have to be to answer the door. Oh, that's, yeah. I can't get over that, Bobby. Answering the door right. like that, just... Because nobody. Isla was 19, and then when my son turned 19, you think none of them would ever, ever have done that. Can't yeah. like been, and just to hide it. Mm-hmm. And then she went to her mother and bought okay. bought the present with the the thing she stole, mm-hmm. and then went to her work. And then, but Cannon, she was lying there, Cannon, and covering uh, up. But she, uh, before uh, she did that, she covered it up and then turned back and robbed the place. Really, uh, I mean, okay. I mean, how that that is. No, that's not even a mistake because you wouldn't have come down the stairs dressed like that. No. To be kind of, oh. I mean, she mentioned, said that you put on our boots. I mean, she was tiny compared to you. Mm-hmm. But you wore our boots now. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think you'd get your pinky. No. You wouldn't get your little toe in there. Okay, she was a bit in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the same, but they were both like threes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she stole a pair of her shoes, didn't she? So she came out of that, covered it up, went into that next door, robbed it, and then went upstairs. And that, uh, that within that meeting that placement. But do you know what? I think she must have even had to either take a black bag from in Melanie's place or up because she couldn't have done it all in one go. Because there was three bags of stuff upstairs. There was the hold all. It was a big thing at Melanie collect coins in. A lot was heavy. But to go back and forth and just walk over the top, it was nuts. She was in there for just massacre, for a slaughter. Do your mum realise if you did anything like that? Oh, my mum would kill in a minute if I did anything wrong. And I'll tell you another thing. I wouldn't have lied to them either if you did anything wrong. Like, if he's come here and I'm here, I'd have said, what does you mean? Because something has happened. Well, do is I'll put these off while we're eating, and then we can. I think okay. we might need to do the chat outside because I think it's very uh, noisy in okay. here. So here we are again, in a car park in the yeah. countryside. <laughs> but this time I have a car full. I have Susan, Patrick, Jean Taylor, Chris Taylor, and myself. And it's raining, so you're going to hear some raindrops in the roof of the car. But uh, it was a bit noisy in the restaurant. We just had a really nice lunch together, and now is an opportunity for us to have a conversation in privacy. So. Can I start off first of all, how do you two feel about, well, three, you three, how do you feel about meeting each other? I think it's been really positive to meet Susan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it's out. Well, I'm glad I'm because it's really something, um, something I've wanted yeah. to do since that Thursday in court. Yeah, a long, <laughs> t- a long like, time I've been wanting to see her. Yeah, but th- and since then I've mm. been wanting to see because oh. I, I, I mean, every... Every other time we've spoken about mm-hmm. we wonder how I'm wonder because I kept saying he never seen it coming, never seen it, mm-hmm. and he didn't. It's Aye. interesting that point because we knew because sitting in court from the yeah. first day they obviously announced that she was lo- lodging yeah. a special defence of yeah. incrimination yeah. and naming Chris Taylor. Yeah, and of course he didn't know this, mm-hmm. and then boom. Oh, the blue. He says, um, "I put it to you, Mr. Taylor, that you did cut Melanie Starting's throat." Uh, I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Taking the piss at first, then some kind of was like, no, this is going down. But no, I never ever, even the day before, as pals were saying, mm-hmm. you never do it. I wanted to turn, but, oh, but they kept getting another row for making a noise, so I thought, uh, I can't see nothing. But then for no. that day, that third day, I never ever ever believed that. No. Ever. No. Yeah, because of course, I, I guess for you as well, Susan, you. You wouldn't know if there was any truth in Chris's vault because you, we, well, literally at that point, and myself mm. as well, we knew nothing. Mm-hmm. We knew that she'd been charged. Aye. We didn't know any of the ins and outs of the case, so we sat mm-hmm. there like everyone else, mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. also, you're open to listening to, okay, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I do recall you in the stand, and I do recall him being very genuine in his mm-hmm. his shock. Yeah. And yeah. it was, you know, and yeah. you can't fake that. No, and. Chris was saying as well that he, you know, with the whole seeing her there and was trying to have eye contact with her and she was just mm-hmm. ignoring. She would not look me in the face. She would not look me in the eyes. I mean, she must have felt my eyes drilling in the back of her head, in the side of her head, because not once 
Did she look at me straight on? She couldn't have. And I was dying to. You were probably dying to shout it to her. Did you go if she looked at me, I would have mouthed something. I would have. Something would have been said if she did look at me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, at that point, I didn't really care. I think I probably would have took a contempt of court charge and no uh, problem right, because. Right. Yeah. You did well was, biting your tongue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was ready to Because you didn't usually do you? you usually just no. say what you think. But then she had the hard neck to get my son moved because she had eye contact with him in the mirror. I found her t- I know. shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely she shocking. Because she didn't want What does really? she think she... Okay, are you are? Really? You're in court for You think she's entitled to shit like that? Aye. aye. It's like you'll take what you're given. Third day, that was it. I never believed any of that, ever. It was just near right. But we were all in the position of not knowing what mm-hmm. on earth the jury would say, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's right. it. Because you just think, well, they're just ordered. And because it was so forensic, mm-hmm. it kind of was a lot of technical things I never even knew. Right. Kind of like the second guy, was it? The, the guy that did the forensics? Chris Garnacliffe yeah. with the forensics with the blood. Yeah. everything. You're thinking, oh, my God, I don't... And, I mean, we're just normal. Right. Like a normal jury. Okay. Kind of, it's just like you think... Right. But you can't stand God for forensics, eh? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. could have yeah. been a little different. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they didn't, yeah. If they didn't have DNA, yeah. etc., yeah. they were just blood. And she yeah. said, mm-hmm. if she'd said he'd got rid of his clothes mm-hmm. or whatever, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. I really think she thought, yeah, though, because of his drug problem, it she thought, well, we can get him blamed. I ain't not really got yeah. much of record. I'm little. I ain't not done anything. I'm just getting him blamed. She's a chef. You know, she's got a right. decent job yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Have you got any questions for Chris about curiosities about her and like he saw obviously the day before and the day like have you got anything you want to ask him about? Just what she was well and kind of know what she was like now, but she's know what you think she was like, was she? <laughs> no, no. no. I mean, you would ever never have just, thought like, that, would you? We're just getting to each other, Susan, and no, we never. Nothing just, ever. Never, ex- a, a, like that basic ever past your lips. No. How would you ever speak about that? Again, I mean? it's like it was just so. Oh. It was just in my wildest dreams, I couldn't have expected something like no. that to happen. If no, somebody no. says in a one in a million things that would happen, that's not one of the no. things that you would Never. think again would. Never ever. Would happen. It was just. No. No. It was unbelievable. No. Oh, no. And when you seen her, it's because she was, she was just little, but same height. Uh, it was a bit mm-hmm. but she was the same height as everything. But I mean, Mel nearly made it to the door, but mm-hmm. she did. She fought her, but she must. She was oh, tough, she can she? Was, she was. Right. Can, but no, no. It's. It's just. Just. It's getting. It's just now. It's just now. She isn't sure no, no more. She isn't apologised. No. She isn't no. even. She never did, did that. I, how, no. I thought you couldn't get a jail unless unless you showed remorse. No. I thought that was the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. I thought you couldn't so get parole unless you. No, no. I thought that was the whole point of it. I know. And she never, like, at the time, sorry, never covered it. Sorry, would never no. cover it. No. Um, even now, mm-hmm. like why she would do it, she'll never ever say that no. but if she was to get out she should have been made mm-hmm. to say that and I should have been aware of what she said right. but if she said that parole you reckon you would think yeah. that would just mm-hmm. be normal but because she did the drugs 
Ah, five years uh, no noble did you for? Didn't make any difference. Uh, Why would that not class A, whatever it was? Uh, How would that not make a difference? Uh, like a couple of years later, she was travelling home, just travelling back to Stirling, back and forth, mm-hmm. and then coming up to the end of the 14, they asked you to write a letter, which I did, but I didn't write. Uh, uh, victim in- yeah. impact statement. It didn't make any difference because she was getting. See, she yeah, was that's, a, that's another thing. Ah, I, I, they're going about people writing a statement. Did I, did I listen to them? No, no. So what's the point of, no. oh, write a victim impact statement and um, you might get the, yeah. she might get a, can get an appeal uh, and get a couple of years bump. It's was, never even, never no. ever happened yet. No, so no, it's just, no. just been a go. She was going to get out in 14, right, the start, so many mm-hmm. years before, long before they asked for an impact thing. Mm-hmm. So she's well on her way to get oh, out. I, before I, she I, even, like, they never listened to that. I just wrote about her and how she would look, and I described how she would look, mm-hmm. the eyes, the hair, and the looking. I just, I knew what uh, she looked like. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, that years back that she was getting out, and that killed me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I keep I, banging on. I, was so, I feel I so much better now that mm-hmm. I've done this, because it's just like... She's, she's out, we can't do nothing about that now. But before, when I seen in the papers and out with the ladies at mm. Christmas, I could open a paper now, okay, I'd be really upset. But nothing like I was before, Aye. because there's like Aye. nearly a quarter, was it a quarter of a million? Aye. Nearly a quarter of a million other folk have listened Aye. to this podcast, and it's so good. Yeah, so far. I mean, okay. yeah, I mean, I listened a brilliant job, and she was there at the Aye, beginning. Definitely. And so all these folk, so, and Aye. you, mm. you. I've got to, you have got to um, yeah well you've got to work on this forward because oh, it's near your fault and never ever was your fault and just oh, get in touch with Claire and I'll be glad to see you uh, oh, the lady get, get my mum's uh, yeah. mum uh, gets Susan's number uh, mm-hmm. because it's like you can it's just yeah. you need to touch. Now it'll help, this should yeah. help. Aye, definitely. There's no guilt, there's no nothing, because no. I never was. Yeah. And, I mean, Aye, really, I never, ever... So does it feel better for you two? Susan and Chris, you have been both massively impacted in different ways. And, yes, she's out, and she's been out for six years now, but how does it feel now knowing that so many people will know the full story, will know all the details? I'm glad everybody will hear the full story. Mm-hmm. I knew my conscience was clear for the start, but of course there's always got to be some of them that had a bit of doubt. Yeah. But, um, no, but I'm now, no. now everybody knows the full facts, the story. And you know I never believed. Exactly, yeah. I know I knew. Yeah, because I, like, I never ever. It was like. No one did. No, no, no one did. No, no one no. in there. One of the journalists said, but, but her, her words, where she said it was utterly inconceivable aye. that, uh, but it just you know, took, It just took one, one. paper to say, yeah. I slayed yeah. Melanie. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I took for, yeah. for you to live and walk in the street aye. with her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. a different, that's a different kind of thing that I had to put up oh, with. You, you had to put up with that. That's, I lost it. Yeah, aye. I lost it and others. But you've had to deal with a great lot of worse. Aye. You're a mum. your son. your baby. <laughs> and then I've done that. The opposite, just the opposite aye. by Rune. And it's like she's just messed up so many lives. Oh, so many. Mm-hmm. And she just gets trots off and she got mm-hmm. out. She got out. I, I never, ever believe, ever, mm. how that parole board works. It's just, okay. and I, and that's what I've been banging on about all the time. But what she did, and that, 
It was I portrayed as if it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Kind of it was nothing. That's how bad that room was. That's how bad the bit I did see her. That's how evil she was. Mm-hmm. She should not. Mm-hmm. not. No. And she's upset so many in yeah. the outlying family as well. Kind of like here. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of it's just. Yeah. And it did not. It did not. It, no. And and the reason why I mean it's a horrible murder, but the reason why I've gone into. Um, I wouldn't say excessive detail, but the reason I've gone into such detail with the forensics and the pathologist to explain her injuries and what happened was I believe it's important people know how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just Aye. a stabbing. It wasn't just... There was, there was Aye, no... It wasn't slaughter. One stabbing, one away, no, 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 what have I done? And it wasn't mm-hmm. an argument. It wasn't a spontaneous mm-hmm. thing. It was... Melanie was asleep on her couch and got woken up. And she hated mornings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she hated mornings. And then just at, at the callousness of doing that and letting her lie there, cover her up and carry her on, steal it. Mm-hmm. Who does that? That took somebody really, really tough, near 19-year-old that's not got problems. Yeah. Yeah. And it's near an ordinary 19. No. <laughs> it's near an ordinary 29 no. or 39. Yeah. You yeah, can. Sure. Something can happen. You can stab somebody. Yeah. And that can happen. Yeah. And maybe you'll kill them as well, yeah. but you didn't do that. You don't come downstairs like no, that. We you didn't do Friends at the dark and stopping her sofa and then taking it off. That's just somebody you knew what they were doing. And then coming down the stairs and then you can't like that and coming back for a bus stop, coming back, nearly getting, going to that woman, coming back and think, yeah. was that in there? Like, how was she like, Ken, why would you? I mean, Melanie would have been sleeping anyway. I, I said to Chris as well, it must have been quite unsettling for him knowing that They'd just spent a night together, they'd slept in the same bed, they'd been intimate with each other, mm. and then, you know, goodbye kiss, thinking, mm. you know, she'd be quite happy mm. having a little romance, mm. seeing, mm. seeing mm. each other later mm. on yeah. that day. Yeah. Mm. And then to know yeah. that he pops home to spend time with his family, meanwhile, mm-hmm. she's, you know, carrying on and mm. kind of tidied up, gone out with her mum, gone that, and just oh, carried yeah. on. Well, and she then, still managed mm-hmm. to fit everything else in. She had a busy day. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, she, <laughs> she went to her work. Who the hell goes to work with knives she after doing that? She worked. Really? I know. She worked later on that day, yeah. I really know. With her knife set, but we'd be missing one of them, mm-hmm. you know. So that is... Oh, that... It, oh, it's just me, it's just me calm uh, way back yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> I was just never... And I've never been... Yeah, and this is me, actually. Is I am so much oh, levelled out now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's things I couldn't do. I can't, I can't be bothered. I just couldn't be bothered. But you know, it's yeah. same with you, Chris. Be bothered. Okay, exactly. We can't do nothing about her being out, but it's like mm-hmm. it's moving on it's and it's settled. We've all seen her yeah. and it's settled. If she was if she was listening to this now, what what would you want to say to her? Just as the rain starts getting really heavy, <laughs> there's nothing I could there's nothing I could say to Lerner. I couldn't, I couldn't. Well, I but you're but you're glad, yeah. but, but in a way so that she like, spends yeah. the rest yeah. of her days in misery. Yeah, like, yeah. Because oh, she made everybody else. She made everybody else miserable. She just destroyed two families. Yeah. Really, a lot. A lot. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Just in the outlying family, mm-hmm. now she just dist- and she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have a thought, and that's what annoys me. Can say not say nothing. She wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't care mm-hmm. as long as she was okay. Yeah. I couldn't. I, ugh, I didn't. I can't. Yeah. No, I. I kind of could never meet her. 
And how, how do you guys, you're, you're glad you've met? Oh, God, I. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Oh, yeah, because really, mm-hmm. for that third day, really, oh, yeah. I have, for years, we've spoken yeah. about it and wondered oh, and thought yeah. if you were still the can. We did. Yeah. And it's been, we've been through a lot, and you've been, a, I've been through a lot, but yours has been different and a lot harder, maybe in one way. Can, no, but just I think it's the hardest to do this. Yeah, but I've, I've, yeah, but I have thought about you and I have, I've I have worried about, about season. we have, because we, we did worry. It's been a good experience yeah. to yeah. have yeah, meet up really. So I'm so glad you did that, Ayla. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't tell, I didn't tell her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I mean, it's been a, li- it has been I'm a lifesaver. Uh, yeah, you've I'm got your use. point. Yeah. You've got your, you've got uh, now how you felt. And what yeah. you folk did in the can, and yeah. now yeah. that it's now. And I, and I think it's important, another, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, Chris, because you've already shared it with me and a microphone, but, you know, there was a time where you thought you couldn't carry on with the stress of everything, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that you're still here. But that's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. That so am I. I, because I did worry. I did worry that for now. A lot, I've lost a lot of my friends through suicide. Mm. A lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. But no. they, they, they had a lot less issues than I've mm-hmm. got. Right. Well, you're stronger than you think. Oh, you're yeah. stronger than you think, so yeah. just just go forward. Yeah. You were thinking about going back to college. He went to uni mm-hmm. a few years ago and passed all your things, didn't you? Mm-hmm. you Oh, good. Well, you now you've got something to yeah. look mm-hmm. forward to a day at a time, and, and but that's ne- this is done. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's not done, but you can find me. This mm-hmm. is the point to draw the line and yeah. have some closure. Yeah. yeah, and expect that. And you'll get to sleep. <laughs> and you'll get a sleep night. <laughs> well, Susan, you've been sleeping better, haven't you? Uh, I have. I oh, have right. actually. I've not been. That's because I'm working all the time. <laughs> you'll be up till no. one o'clock in the morning again. No. When I'm finished, I'll I'll get some. Yeah. No, do you know what? I've got the most. Uh, the, the biggest peace of mind for me is knowing that this has done something positive because mm-hmm. the, the first day I phoned Susan up and said, do you want to do this? And mm-hmm. she said, yeah. And I said, well, I want to get something positive out of this because I knew she's been tormented mm-hmm. for two decades. Yeah. Two decades. It's a mm-hmm. long, long time. And yeah, the, the most poignant thing was you said that your sentence continues, Susan, yeah. and yours will not end. Yeah. She's no. got out after hers mm-hmm. and she's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is that everybody will know the truth now. Right. Whatever reality she's now created for herself, mm-hmm. and if she's reformed, whatever, everyone will know the truth and everyone will know she has not apologised. Mm-hmm. She has shown no remorse. Mm-hmm. And then they can make their judgments That's based right. on that because yeah. we're not the court, but yeah. they can make their judgments mm-hmm. themselves as to who she mm-hmm. is and whether she's done yeah. uh, the right thing now. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a quote I heard recently on some TV programme. It might have been Peaky Blinders. It was something about our man is not judged by, you know, the mistakes he makes to those he loves. He is judged by what he does to make it right mm-hmm. or something like that. And that's yeah. true, you know. Yeah. I don't um, think she'll ever apologise. Never. No. That's, that's her wee bit. Mm-hmm. It's like that folk at murder folk and they don't tell where the bodies are. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. She should have said it's that. Like she's yeah. still, she's still got some kind of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's still got some kind of power, yeah. isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is, it's this, this me of little faith who doesn't do any of this phones and things. When Isla suggested a podcast, I went, OK. <laughs> I don't think no. you knew what a podcast no. was. I didn't, and I didn't think there'd be so many, I mean how it, folk would listen to that and now there's nearly all these folk too however many it can and it, yeah. it is listening and they are listening quarter of a million and it's like no matter what she does there's somebody there it's mm-hmm. got to and this is us just the beginning because with podcasts they, they grow and the, the people who listen and 
and Susan, you can you can prove to them that I phone you up and read you. She's yeah. not on the internet. Mm-hmm. I phone her up and say, right, this person said this, this person yeah. said that. Yeah. Uh, and it's been amazing. These strangers all over the world, in America and mm-hmm. Australia, mm-hmm. Uh, Canada. Um, there's uh, you know all over the place, yeah. tiny islands. There's people mm-hmm. who are listening. Things. The things it's done, like I've done things before, and it's like, can it's either been the same thing? But everybody that I've spoken to mm-hmm. is understand it. They've all remembered it, yeah. like twenty They're years later. And it's it's even the prosecutors, or whatever you call them, and it can like that the defense, oh, defense yeah. and her defense, and everyone. Everybody has spoken. Everybody's remembered. Yeah. Oh, the police. Yeah. Everybody. It's not. It wasn't a one-off. It was mm. a slaughter. It was no murder. I mean, you could murder and you can say sorry and understand murder, different kinds, but that wasn't a murder. That wasn't a murder. It should be nuked. Jean, for you, how is it to meet, you know, you're a mother as well who's been affected by this. Has it been nice to meet Susan? Oh, definitely. I'm glad I met her. Because as I said, I've seen her before, but you, you never know how to approach people with their kin. But I, I'm definitely glad to meet her. I feel better myself even yeah. now. Good. So uh, it's been a positive experience for yeah. us to meet. Yeah, yeah. Good. Three of us. Definitely. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. what we'll do is at some point, well, I've been saying this before, once I've got this all finished, mm. I'm going to get us all together and yeah. I'm going to get clear together. And I might even see if I can get the pathologist oh, and the forensic yeah. guy, the police, but so that the, oh, the everyone be good. can yeah. see yeah. to you and yeah. it'd be nice. So. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah. did a show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and have it as a celebration for Melanie. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't Could want to focus mm. on. No. Because no. this was like this was going to be twenty years until Isla got in touch. Well, it was way back in June, was it? Mm-hmm. May, June? June. And then when she did say, and I thought, oh god, okay. And I didn't clue if it was, but this has been so good. I mean, and so many folk and like. Is, are waiting for the next bit. Mm. Are waiting for the next bit. Oh, yeah. I get emails yeah. straight after going. Wait, I, I've just listened to this set, but I cannot wait. They say it's painful. Do you want to say anything to your the listeners, Susan, who say <laughs> say thank you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I want to thank everybody who's been listening. I really never expected so many to be interested, but it was always a story. It needed to be told fully because it was never ever. It was never ever told. And now the, the details and it's brilliant. It's been really, really good. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you because you're amazing and we wouldn't have been able to do it without you. And you've been so brave. It's not easy to talk about. It's not easy to churn all the stuff. It's not again. easy to listen back. No, no, no. no. Oh, I struggle with that. Yeah, yeah. I can speak about it. <laughs> but listening is... Oh. Yeah. It is. It's, it's hard, hard for me. I'm sitting bubbling when I'm editing it. <laughs> Got to try and remain composed. Well, thank you, everyone. That's okay. Yeah, thank, thank you. I think you're glad enough to some you. Yep. It's, you better, are you feeling better yourself? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. A few days ago, mm. we thought you were dead, and here we are. I thought you'd been for years ago. Actually, maybe in spirit. I hope this yeah. gives you a bit of you yeah. know, life yeah. again. Yeah, it's and all joy. good. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to be done about it. Glad to call you, Susan. Let's see if we catch up again. Yeah. Susan. <laughs> yeah, you take care. You. We'll get a coffee yeah. now soon. Yeah, we will. It's nice to see you. Well, I'm on the return journey, the final leg. I've dropped off Chris and his mother and said our goodbyes. Strange few days. Um, and I feel like we actually have kind of completed the story. Weirdly, 
I felt the conclusion had to be Pamela Gurley giving us an answer or an apology at least and that might still come but at present we have yet to, uh, to get a response and as I say I thought that Pamela speaking to us would be the conclusion would be the goal but actually I've realised today it's not what I ended up with today was something way more powerful than potentially an insincere far too late apology from someone who maybe doesn't care um, this was something heartfelt and connected Chris meeting Susan it's worth it for that absolutely two people united in their pain but united in their survival it's really lovely to see I hope you can hear it hear the emotion uh, half wish I was got my phone out to film it but no, I wanted to see it with my eyes and be part of it um, so yeah the story feels like we've you know, started with me rambling in the car, not knowing whether I was actually ever going <laughs> to... I was ever going to broadcast anything, and here I am through this microphone, which is landing in your ears all over the world. People listening and being invested and, and caring. I had no idea 20 years ago covering that story, even though I knew it was a very significant story. No idea that... Um, this would ever happen and that so many people would hear about it and that's so worth it and it's been an absolute honour an honour for me to be your storyteller and maybe this is the end of this one well, for now other things will continue, Susan and Chris and Jean are going to keep in contact and Claire and Chris are going to meet up bringing people together which has been really nice, the survivors of this story but thank you very much for the last time for me, for listening. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I'll be back though. I have other stories to tell. Well, who am I kidding? I couldn't end it there. I'm back in Stirling, one last go. And this time I'm going to her house. I have sent uh, a letter and an email through someone else, but I have not received a response. And actually, legally, I need to check that she has had an opportunity for the right to reply. So, gonna be honest, a little bit scared. I'm a very short distance from the address that I have for Pamela Gurley. Just waiting to get picked up because I think it's sensible that I go accompanied um, because let's be honest I'm not going to be her favorite person right now I can't even remember my my mouth has gone dry and now I can't think what I'm gonna say okay thank you Hopefully my dog won't bark Probably hear my heart pounding. 
No answer. If you don't mind, though, we'll just have to wait for a bit because she just might not be home yet. Later, a man arrived at the house driving Pamela's car. I knocked on the door. I can't play you his voice because I didn't have his permission to record, but here are bits of what I said. Sorry to bother you. I'm not sure if I'm at the right house. I'm looking for Pamela. I want to just pass something on. I'm not here to cause any oh, trouble. Okay. Well, she definitely lives there. Door slammed in my face. She's not, he said she's not in. He said she's not here. No, or something. And I said, but she lives here. And he went, I'm not talking to you. I'm not interested. So I'm back outside uh, Pamela's house. She wasn't in the other night. Um, there was a man in, her, possibly her partner, who slammed the door in my face um, when I tried to explain who I was. Anyway, I have a letter for Pamela. Um, she has actually already been out this morning with the dog and I have a photographer here who's managed to get a picture. I was not here yet though, because I had to travel. Anyway, I have a letter that I'm going to, if she doesn't answer the door, I'm going to put through the door. So I'm just going to read it now. Dear Pamela, I have attempted to contact you through letter and email, but have not had a response or confirmation of receipt. It's my legal obligation to ensure you have a right to reply. If your decision is no, then I fully respect that. I'd hope that you would like to take this opportunity to express remorse for your actions, which have brought so much pain to Melanie's family. All they want is an apology, or at least an acknowledgement from you. I don't think that's too much to ask. It would help you and your family move forward too, and then I've given her my number. So it's a very rainy day. It's been absolutely chucking it down for the past few while, so that's why I haven't gone out. Um, but I'm about to go and try the door again and see if she'll answer it. But she is home just now. Um, she looks very normal. She's wearing a kind of quilted black jacket. She had the hood up because it's been quite rainy. She's got a dog, sort of medium-sized dog, black and white, mm -hmm. um, collie mix or something. And she lives in complete and utter suburbia in Stirling. It's an end terrace, um, two-bedroomed house. She has, uh, I won't say what kind of car she has, but she has a normal car. Um, she has a nice life. This is completely normal. Um, I wasn't sure if that was her home the other day, so I checked with the next-door neighbour to ask if someone of that name lived there. Um, and there was no answer the other night. And clearly the neighbours have no idea who she is. So I put a letter through her door earlier and I've left it half an hour so she's had time to read it. And I'm just going to go back and knock at the door one more time because the buzzer's actually not working so she might have not actually heard me at the door. And I'm going to try the door one more time and then I'm going to have to take that as her answer um, that she's decided not to speak, not to have her opportunity to have her right to reply and not to apologise to Melanie's family. Well, the rain's just started again, so I'm going to go and do this, and then it's time to walk away from this closed door. Right, here we go. Last time. Last try. And I've done all I can. Hi. So that is a no. Well, the letter, the letter was not on the floor, so she's read it and that's it. So the answer is no, as we heard from that chap.
What did he say? Oh, uh, he accused me of harassment and said he's going to make a complaint. But just, uh, I have all, I have every approach that I've made to that door recorded. At least we know the answer is no. So that's it. Um, she doesn't want to apologise. She doesn't want to say anything. So, um, yeah. I've done what I came to do. Sadly, she doesn't want to speak. Um, but there's not much I can do about that. <coughs> We got her, not me, the, photog the photographer got her this morning. He got there early because I couldn't get there. The trains on Sundays are quite late. Anyway, uh -huh. so he got a picture of her when she came out to walk the dog and she saw him and she still, he said she was bold as brass, walked right up past him. I feel no. disappointed and I feel like I've let you down, but, oh, you know. No, because you know, I never, I thought that, I thought she would never. Isn't he yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies for the poor quality of that call recording. I phoned Susan the next day for a proper chat after we'd both had time to reflect. I felt disappointed because I really wanted to just look her in the eye and... But, you know, I also know that these things happen. I've done so many doorsteps in my career, but um, she managed to avoid me literally by minutes. But... Um, I guess, though, the truth is that that's the answer. She wouldn't have said anything to me even if I had been there um, when the photographer was there. And the fact that I know when I went to the door, I put the letter through the door um, because there was no answer. And I wasn't sure if the bell was working or not, but I knew that she was home. And then I left at half an hour and I went back just to basically say, you know, even through the door, say, look, I've put the letter through. I'm assuming you've read it now. I'm going to leave now. I'm going to take that as a no. And then that's when the guy answered the door and said, I'm not speaking to you and you need to go away now. So she, she was in the lounge because she peeked out the curtains. Um, I had my back to them, uh, but the photographer saw she was peeking out the curtains. It's just weird thinking I was probably less than a metre away from her. I know. That she would have heard my voice at the door and, um, you know, and it just feels, God, we're, do you know what? I was asking for one word the word being yeah. sorry yeah. and the fact that she can't say that uh -huh. but what does it feel like for you when you saw those pictures because she looks you know she's dressed very you know normal for a sunday person you know a sunday yeah. dog walk yeah yeah um i thought oh no i was dreading it but you know what um she looks the same the face the arrogance the no expression the nothing and I didn't get upset. I got, I went, oh my God, but I didn't get upset because I never really expected a sorry or, or even admission. And that. We've got so much further than I thought we ever would. But she's, oh no, she's just the same. <laughs> she, yeah. just, she could take off the jacket and she could be walking out of prison. Parts of her face. She's got the same expression, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's being so close and that, I mean, it's done really well to get all that. But it's more than I expected, so I'm okay. But yesterday, I was a bit odd. I thought, oh, no, I was a bit down. I thought, no, I'm not. I'm not. So I'm okay today. <laughs> I'm back to normal. Because it's the best we're ever, ever going to get. She's never going to admit anything now. And I didn't need it because all these hundreds and thousands of folk know what it's like mm. and that's I don't need her to 
Sure. I know we're near. We're nearly. Um, we're getting near to half a million people, and it'll be more than that yeah. um, in, yeah. the, in the coming weeks and months. And they're all going to yeah. know the truth. I'll tell you one thing, though: her neighbours don't have a clue who she is. They don't no, have I a clue. And I want people to listen well, to this. And I'm not. I'm not yeah. trying to. I'm not doing this out of vengeance or anything. It's just I think no. actually no. I think the truth. Let people decide, but let them know the yeah. truth. And by yeah. listening to it, and the guy that she's living with, who I can only assume is her partner, judging by the uh -huh. way he was acting, and, and he was driving yeah. her car the other day, he was protective of her. So it was kind of the behaviour of a, a partner, I would say, or a very, very good friend. And um, I guarantee he will not have listened to the podcast, because if he had, he would have been encouraging her, if not forcing her, to say, you need to open your mouth now. Enough. I know. It annoys me that nobody that close knows because they need to know. But thousands of others do, and that was what I. That's what just what I wanted. That's what made me so oh, agitated all that years. Plus the Chris and and I'm wondering what happened to him, and and she doesn't give a toss about any of that. She's just carrying on. Can she's got a life? She's got a car. She's got. A bleeding dog, <laughs> you know. She's mm. got a life. She's got a continuing, and it's it's maddening. But it's never going to change, and she's never going to change because she's got the same oh nothingless, expressionless face that she had twenty years ago. So mm. she didn't even look happy. <laughs> but I'm not caring. I'm not. I'm pleased. In fact, I'm over the moon for what you did because you know her. I was. <laughs> I have noticed a big difference in you from the, the beginning to end. And I would say the biggest thing actually is meeting Chris and Jean. And I think for oh, Chris God. and Jean, the, the change in them, it's been uh, what over a week now, um, uh -huh. a week and a bit since you guys met. And the difference in him, yeah. he's making progress, yeah. he's speaking to his counsellor about it. And yeah. I'm very, very happy that that's the case. And I just want that to continue. And yeah. I need to let it go as well. I mean, I've been a dog, yeah, you do. <laughs> a dog, a dog with a bone with this one, and for twenty years I've wanted to know. But now, actually, that's the answer. She didn't. I mean, there there is no good reason for why. There's nothing ever that would justify or explain why on earth she would choose your daughter, who's asleep on her couch, yeah. Yeah. to murder. There is no yeah. answer. That's just that wee bit she kept herself. She just, I don't know. She just loose stuff, whatever. But she's kept that and she's never to let go of it. And that's horrible. That is, that's the worst bit. Why? But that's mm -hmm. the bit we're going to be left with. Yeah. She's never, ever going to say she, We've got as far and I'm really, really pleased. But there, was not, I, there wasn't. I knew that. There was never going to be. There was never, ever going to be a sorry. But mm -hmm. there was never, she was never going to say. Because she's, she's just that type. She just, whether she doesn't want to see it and offend her mother or admit it or I don't know, but she's never ever, ever going to tell us and that's horrible, it is horrible that's a bit of hurt yeah. so I know I had to go through that just for no blame reason <laughs> just for, for what? To be honest though, I, I'm happier with her not speaking to me than if yeah. something was said that was insincere because I don't want to give yeah. any airtime to that. And actually I, let, I wouldn't have believed it Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have believed what she said, if she'd said anything, but she's not that type. She's never been that type all the way through. She's just been so arrogant. Mm -hmm. 
might have made you more angry actually if she'd come on and said yeah. oh I'm so sorry and it was an accident or whatever she would have said you know <laughs> an know, accident sorry and I'd like to say legally she's never said that but you know if she had come on and said anything it might have actually upset you more so maybe this is yeah. the best way yeah. and and yeah. now that this you know this podcast it has a life of its own now and more and more uh-huh. people are going to hear about it it's got its own heartbeat it's got its own you know um pace it's never gonna go away she can't hide from this now she can't hide from it and i'm really proud of you i'm really really proud of you when i was i was i was on the verge of tears yesterday because honestly i was just i felt like i'd let you down because i just oh i just wanted i think you expected me too much, but you expected more than I ever did, because I just, I just knew, I just knew she wasn't going to do it. But that I wanted to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd hoped, because actually, the, the truth is that if she actually admitted it, um, and you know, went through that process of um, cleaning out the wound and with her family as well, it would help all of them because they must, yeah. must, they must have had a horrific life her family, um, because, you know, if they're continuing to live a lie, and anyone, and this is not my opinion, anyone who listens to this uh, podcast, all these professionals with evidence um, that cannot be, you know, disputed, refuted, whatever, um, they'll know the the truth, and uh, if her her parents listened to this, they would have absolutely no doubt, but what are they going to say, that all these professionals have come on and lied? Nobody would have come on there, I mean... You never get things, people with that education and everything they do, no, come on to a pro- podcast and say, you'd look past over a murder. It can, like, mm-hmm. go into so much detail, but this one, everybody did it. Oh, oh and it, speak, it speaks volumes of how they felt about yeah. the case and how yeah. they felt about you. I mean, honestly, for example, I don't think you'll mind me saying this, but, you know, Sandy Kelman, he's retired and when I first phoned him and I told him that, you know, you, you were supporting me and the, very much the driving force of it, he said, I would normally want to pass on this, he said, but because Susan is doing this, I will. Um, because it's a difficult thing for him to speak about too. And, you know, the same, and, and um, Dr. Grief, he, he's, he's retired. You know, he doesn't, and no one, no one got paid to do this. They all give up their time. He was so, so good and, and helped so much, really. I mean, he didn't need to do that to me, like help mm-hmm. me like that. So, no, I'm grateful. I'm really, really grateful because I'm so, well, what do you got? Make calm. I am calm compared to what I was just at mid today, but you know, your stomach is never settled. How do you feel, I mean, in comparison to the sentence, which was 14 years, and of course that wasn't extended due to the drug charge, it was, you know, stayed the same. Do you feel that this is serving a better justice in a way that people know? Yeah, it's extending it because that was that was so wrong. Put much on there because that was she should have been in longer. Child or no child with that um, drugs and that, but no, this is this is karma. <laughs> did I see it for me? But it's it is. That's what I was going to say about calming me down. I was, I was forever agitated. Me, obviously, but in the stomach. And then if I went in a crowd or a concert, I always looked. <laughs> it was just something in the back of my mind, I looked. 
that... Um, for Pamela? You were um, looking for Pamela? Yeah. It was like, I always looked in the crowd. Whatever I was, I was Glasgow, Edinburgh, even anywhere. I just looked in the crowd. A crowd. It was just something that just I just did. But... Um, God knows what I've done if I'd found her, but it was like it was just something in my mind. Now I don't care. I don't care because I've seen what she's looked like, and and no, mm. same as she did twenty years ago, but a bit fatter. But yeah. no, sorry, <laughs> and no, just exactly the same. And if she'd been sorry, no, sorry, but if she wanted to see anything, that was her opportunity, and she, yeah. she wouldn't. She's never, never going to do that. I think actually this is, this is the the perfect ending, really. Yeah, it's the best but, ending for me because I can. What would if I would be? I know I would. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Chris and Claire. I never ever thought she would. Because mm-hmm. I mean, what was it? Half an hour, an hour after she did it, that was it. Forgotten. Mm-hmm. And, Literally, carrying on as normal yeah. from then. That was it, it was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to, when I come up um, to Aberdeen soon, um, I definitely want us to celebrate and let's meet up with uh-huh. um, Chris and Jean and Claire and if the others are free. And then yeah. we can put this, you know, put this behind us and just... And then I can just enjoy being your friend now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the journalists can stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, oh, I don't know. I don't know if the journalist ever stops, but <laughs> no, no, that would be <laughs> no. But it's been it's been absolutely brilliant compared to what I thought. I mean, I had a clue, and yeah. but no, she's the same arrogant person that walked through that with a prison officer. She just and if, the same eyes. If you look at the eyes, they're just the same. They've got no. Can you? I thought that. I thought uh, that. She looked, she looked yeah. at, and this is the thing, she looked right down the barrel of the lens, which the photographer yeah, was, you know, yeah. the photographer said, she'd peeked out of the curtains to check, because we'd been there, you know, two days before and didn't get an answer, but her, her partner, or the guy who lives there, knew. And he said when she came out with the dog and she clocked him with his camera, um, he thought, oh gosh, well, she's, she's going to turn around or walk the other way. And he yeah. said he couldn't believe it. She walked straight towards him, bold as brass. And he was a bit worried she was going to have a go at him. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just, you know, um, as you say, there was a, an arrogance there and, and looking right down the lens. And that's what yeah. she did the day she came out. The day yeah. she came out, the pictures I've put on social media, um, yeah. she was looking right down the lens, just in the same yeah. way. The eyes, what did they say? The eyes are the pathway to the soul or something? Yeah, yeah. That was the first, yeah. Eyes are the window to the soul. Well, there's yeah, no soul in there, you can see. And they've never changed. Mm. So let it get on yet. I've got yeah. enough. I feel so much better. Well, it makes it makes me it makes me feel happy because, you know, you never know when you're digging these things up. Sometimes it clears out the crap, and sometimes it stirs up more shit. So, pardon my French, but I feel that this has been a good thing for you, definitely for Chris, for his mum, for and for me too. For me too. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting a long time to stir, for somebody to stir it up. Because I would never set, I was never ever settled, and I, that's all I've wanted people to know and people to listen. Me just beating the paper, she got murdered, she got more than murdered, and now everybody knows that. And in 20 years, it was 
oh, and Simon, I just died to tell. Or somebody to tell everything. It's been an honour for me to be the giant spoon to stir it up. I'm glad. <laughs> because you were at the beginning, you were there at the beginning as well. So, no, it's, it's been good. It's, I'm really pleased with it. Good, thank you. Good, I'll smack it when I see that baby. <laughs> You just think, oh. No. I did. I did laugh when I read your text because it was like quite kind of calm, and then you went, "But I'd still like to smack that face." And hey, uh, who would who would blame you? No, I know. I myself. She's got a dog. She's got a yeah. dog and a car and a just carry on. Just it's, it's suburban life. I mean, she looks like she's got a more together life than I do. She's you know, end terrace house, yeah. living with her partner, two cars, dog, you know, weekend activities. <laughs> I'm like, crikey, you know. Fancy jacket, fancy mm-hmm. trainers. Yeah, she doesn't look poor. She doesn't look poor, no. that's for sure. No, no I think looks... the hair's dark. Still dark, because eyebrows were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had her hood up, so I couldn't really see the colour of her yeah. hair. But, well, I'm glad that we've, you know, we've at least come to an end. So I'm going to go and edit, edit even this conversation into it. And I hope that people yeah. are, hope that people are happy. Oh, but, um... You know, I'm. I want to thank you again for doing this because it's. You know, I couldn't have done it without you, and it's such an important story to tell. It has been really good, and it is the outcome I knew we were going to get. I never knew you would manage to find that, but the outcome for me was getting everybody else to listen to it. But now you found it, and it just, just looks, it just reassures me. She, she wasn't. A, she's still horrible. <laughs> you know, not horrible. She's still the same look as. She did when she came out of that jail. Just the, yeah. the nothingness. That's what it is. It's just nothingness. And her life continues. It continues, though, with people knowing the truth. I mean, I'm never, ever, ever going to get nailed back, but this has just made it a lot, lot better. And let everybody know what you were like. But no, I'm really, really pleased. I'm really pleased to meet, to meet Chris and his mum because, I mean, they went through hell. I'm like, help them no one the or the outpouring the outpouring of compassion for them has been overwhelming with all the messages online and it's true who helped them where was his support where was his know. you know people I know. He, he's a he's a victim too you know being yeah. accused of that and then being t- and then he's just left he was left to fall off the wagon spectacularly huge huge bombshell they came out one like more and 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 I caught and they expect it and just and then just walk out and that was it and not guilty and he'd nothing to do with it but it was just uh, ever else that went round about it. There's a few people who have you know commented online saying um, they're surprised that she couldn't have been charged for making that accusation in court but I mean it's a complicated situation but she can kind of he was never charged the police were never involved um, the police never believed he was involved in anything but um, because it's um, naming someone in a special defence um, is different, but there isn't anything they can do. Again, this is the only justice that we can do for him. Is that yeah. Yeah. the the in the um, you know the the court of the podcast, the, um, him giving his evidence now. I spoke to him, um, was it last week? And he was so so much better. Oh God, he was so better. Yeah. And then he texts me. So even. I mean, that was just like a couple of days since we met him. And then the difference in them was, oh, my God, amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I hope he just continues as well, because I never thought he did it. But not knowing that, can, that's, mm. or people maybe even thinking it, 
mm-hmm. can like she saw it, I saw it. You know, it's no, no more. She's got a lot to answer for, but she never will. So, no, I'm pleased. Um, it's the outcome I thought, mm-hmm. but she would never ever speak but better because I've actually seen pictures of her again, mm-hmm. and no, and I can understand you getting angry because it, as if it's me finished but it is yeah i think it's just the fact that i, I came all the way up um here and you know um and spent quite a while waiting no one home no one home you know the other day and then going back again and just because i couldn't i couldn't get there any earlier because the trains are you know they don't go so early on a sunday but never mind i'm glad the photographer got her at least yeah. and well i worried what would happen to you when you did go up so well, to be fair, though, and that's why the reason why I went with a photographer was for safety, because it would be absolutely stupid of me to go. Um, this is someone with a history of violence and unprovoked violence. And I think that it would be um, fair to say that uh, she, I am a very provoking person for her in her life right now because I've done this podcast and no one, no one would know otherwise, unless they're from Aberdeen, remembered what happened 20 years ago, remembered the headlines from all that time ago, you wouldn't know about it. So No, no. Yeah, so thousands and thousands do, so I thank you very much for that. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. And I meant it. It was an honour to do this for Susan, her family, Chris and Jean Taylor, Claire Forbes, for the incredible team who investigated this murder. But most importantly, I did this for Melanie Sturton, who died aged 22 on October the 9th, 1999.